Listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Thing Park Podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me for the final time before Christmas is Josh. Oh, mixed it up there a bit. I did. Yeah. I caught you off guard. Yeah. You didn't know where I was going. No. I subverted yes. your expectations. Yeah. This is the last Jedi of Park Rush Podcasts. Oh. Where's it going to go from here? Nobody knows. Down. Oh, brutal. Absolutely well, savage. That's in the case of Star Wars, but not in the case of this podcast. No, I'm... this podcast is just up, up, up all the yeah. goddamn all time. The, the standard is always in, is is always rising. It's like uh, Empire Strikes like... Back after Empire Strikes Back over here. It certainly is. Yeah, nothing but the good times. Yeah. when it comes to the Park Rush podcast, yeah. you're looking forward to Christmas, Josh. I am. Yeah, yeah. When this podcast comes out, it'll yes. be like three days till Christmas. <sighs> Oh, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting times. Yeah. I'll only have two more days to work until Christmas. Excellent stuff. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Uh, yeah. As of release, I would have seen the last Star Wars film. Oh. I'll be done with the Star Wars. Yes. As of recording, I've just finished The Last Jedi, which you means have. my rewatch is done. Done. Finito. Uh, my rewatch has ended. Yeah. As Jon Snow once said. And uh, yeah. So I, I don't really. He is on rewatch now, though, right? Sorry? He's... He's on rewatch now. What? Oh, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. He is. Oh, God, yeah. I had this, like, depressing thought earlier of, oh, yeah, Game of Thrones was this year, and that ended terribly. And the response I've seen from a lot of people about Star Wars is similar. Yes. You know, like, oh, dear, a bad way to end this whole thing. I've seen uh, some, some people going, Netflix are trying to do Game of Thrones with The Witcher, and it's not. Are they? I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I haven't watched any Witcher yet. Was Spider-Verse this year? Uh, no. Okay. No, that was the end of last year. Good. Why? Well, because uh, someone at work mentioned it today. I was like, oh, I can't remember if it was this year or last year. I've watched so many films. Because mm. uh, that would be in my top four. Oh, I see. Yes. Right, fair Should enough. I mean, I have been doing a, my sort of um, progress reports on Star Wars. You have, yeah. Uh, this week's a bit different because... We're doing a Thing Park video game review today, Josh. Yes. Uh, our third instalment in this little series of ours, because we're coming down the home stretch of the year, the, the news is, is drying up somewhat, and yeah. we normally just kind of get straight into it when we're doing one of these. Yeah. But I guess I will briefly just say that Star Wars is still good. Empire Strikes Back is still good. It's very much a sort of Terminator, Terminator 2, alien, aliens kind of situation. Not in that they're sort of as drastically different sequels as they are in those cases. I can never understand but, anyone that thinks Terminator 1 is anywhere near as good as Terminator 2. Well, they're just very different types of films, so I think people I guess, find them yeah. hard to compare. Like, in my mind, they're kind of both perfect at what they're striving to achieve. You know, the first one is almost more of like a horror movie in a way. I guess so, And the yeah. second one is, is a really like an action spectacle epic. Yes. And it's much the same with Alien and Aliens. Star Wars is a bit more consistent. It's not like you're going from an adventure movie to like uh, a, a rom com or something. No, it's like you know, a, it's, yeah. it's 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 kind of 
just building on what the first Star Wars was on a bigger, you know, it's just Star Wars at a bigger scale with some more depth and I mean, it's very much, ideas. it's a space opera, right? So it's very much like uh, EastEnders in space. It Basically, yes. Yes. Basically. From one high to another. Yes. Yeah. Endless highs. Uh, so yeah, Empire is uh, still my favourite Star War, uh, followed by the original Star War itself. Return of the Jedi, I uh, I like things about Return of the Jedi. I think it's like by far the weakest of the original There's trilogy. There's some real dumb stuff in there. There's film. some really stupid stuff, and Han Solo is kind of a completely different character. Like yeah. He kind of becomes a bit of a soppy idiot, but he yeah. does have one of the best lines of the trilogy where uh, he's just recovering from having been basically blind, and he's trying to save Lando from the Sarlacc pit, and he has to shoot the tentacle thing. Yes. And Lando's like, I thought you couldn't see it. He's like, oh, it's all right, I can see a lot better. And just nails it <laughs> one in one shot. Uh, yeah, there's some good stuff in Return of the Jedi, but it is a big drop from Empire. I think uh, it's it's the start of George's downward spiral. Yeah, spiral. you could definitely see kind of seeds of some dumb prequel nonsense in Return of the Jedi, yeah. for sure. And also the recycling of some ideas, like, they do the Death Star again. Yes. So, um, you know, they go back to Tatooine. And, uh, Are they going to do the Death Star again in the new Star Wars? I would imagine so. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to be curious to see uh, how I feel about that. Uh, I, I'm kind of mentally preparing myself for hopefully a good time, but it's kind of like... It, the way I kind of see the... The sequel trilogy so far, it's like the first one, The Force Awakens, was kind of this like comforting, like hearty burger and chips that you kind of needed after being served up a load of total tripe in terms of prequels. Okay, yeah. You're kind of coming back after a long time. You just see, you just need a hug. You just need something comforting, you know. Yeah, okay. It's kind of like a warm hug of a movie if you're a Star Wars fan. Yes. Like it wasn't that. Uh, innovative or um, ambitious necessarily no, but, but it, it kind of yeah. did what it needed to it, do it didn't offend anyone no and it, and, and there was some there's, like, having just rewatched it there are some parts of it that are like genuinely really well done I think I think Harrison Ford's really good in that film and uh, there's yeah, some there are some thrilling action sequences yeah. and then The Last Jedi for me is like maybe it's like it's trying to be a bit more fancy a bit more interesting it's like you, you've gone up in the world you kind of you've ordered a steak Mm. And maybe it's not cooked quite right. And it's like, this is a more interesting meal than the burger and chips I just had. But yes. maybe there's something not quite not right about it. So I'm not sure how I feel. Yeah. What you, you've ordered, um, you've ordered um, this alpaca is... steak <laughs> with risotto, but it turns out they've put coffee in the risotto. Oh, no. And uh... <laughs> this, this is the highbrow film critique yes. that people come to this podcast for, yes. Josh. Yeah. Clearly. I must say, Last Jedi gets better for me on each viewing. I, when I first saw it, I'm not sure I was quite in the headspace for what it served up. Sure. And uh, second viewing, which came, I guess, when it... I saw it twice at the cinema, actually. Second cinema viewing, I enjoyed it more. And I just watched it as of recording a few hours ago for the first time at home and really enjoyed it. And uh, so Rise of Skywalker, I'm kind of thinking it's going to be another burger and chips, uh, just maybe worse. Yeah. Just maybe a, a worse burger that maybe I'm not in the mood you've, for. You've gone in for a five guys and you've come out with a Mackey's. Maybe, yeah. But like not a, not a good one. Like, yeah. yeah. Or, you know, like by the time I've got halfway through the Rise of Skywalker, I, I may be full. Oh, okay. and then And then the waiter comes over and is like, it's two for one today. Hey, have another one. And it's like, oh, no, I'm okay, actually. But I'm oh, stuffing but, it down my but face. That sounds like you're... you're 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you're going to get. That's having too much of a good thing at that point, and I'm not sure that's what the new uh, one's going to be. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, you're right. Maybe. Maybe it's I've stretched like, the metaphor too thin. It's and... like going for for me. I think it's like going for a burger. But you don't like Star Wars, really. So. Well, no. But I, I think a better analogy would be you've gone in for a burger, right? And you like you've bitten into it, mm. and it turns out to be a veggie burger. Oh, and it's not what you want. It's a very nice veggie burger, right? But it's not quite what you was expecting. And, what, and you think that's what this new one's going to be? Yeah, right. So it's fine, but you're kind of let down because it wasn't what you wanted. I see. Okay. Well, we'll see. I guess. It's like we ordered McDonald's the other day. But right. my dad forgot to order my mum's apple pie, and that was the one thing she was really looking forward to. Shambles. Has it cooled down enough yet? Is she eating it? <laughs> she never got it. Oh. Never got it. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Well, yeah. Uh, as we're moving into the Christmas period, I don't really know... Burgers and <laughs> McDonald's. <it's>, uh... <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know when the next uh, sort of um, contemporary, for lack of a better word, recording will be. So I don't know when I'll get to share my thoughts Ooh, on the rise of Skywalker. You're seeing it over Christmas also. Yes. So I guess it would just make sense when we've both seen it, we'll report back. Yes. And uh, uh, maybe we'll do a Christmas special where we just talk about the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Like, we could do a Star Wars Christmas <laughs> special that's better than the actual Star Wars Christmas special. Like Have you ever uh, seen that? I guess that, that would be our first episode back, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, well... <laughs> Get hyped, everyone. That's all I can say. Yeah. What about cats, Josh? Are we, oh, gonna, should we see cats also? Oh, no. Oh, my phone, Google obviously sends you random notifications because it loves to annoy everyone in their lives. He goes, Hey, here's a film that you might like Cats. Brilliant. But I'm like, I don't even like cats in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that looks like absolute nightmare fuel. Yep. But even the, fu- in the, even the furries don't like it. Fur- furries. Even the furries aren't like that. Ain't my game. Oh really? Yeah. So who's it for then? Like the like proper freaks. Taylor Swift and proper Jason Derulo, I think. Yeah. Right. Tay Tay okay. loves it apparently. Wow. Apparently, her dad like came up with an idea for one of the scenes that is in the film. Okay. I don't know. What credentials does her dad have? He's her dad. Right. I think that's the only credentials he's got. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, Ugh. moving on. Theme park video games. There theme park theme. video games. Yeah. So, uh, we're, we're going, as we've explained previously, if you want to go back and listen, we've done Theme Park, the original, and Roller Coaster Tycoon, also the original. The original. Yeah. And we're going through as many theme park video games as we can from history. That in, I can get a hold of. Yeah. Uh, in Through reputable means, at least. Yes. Uh, we're going through them in release order. Yes. And uh, today we're doing Theme Park World, Theme which Park World. is the sequel to Theme Park. It, it is. It's once again from Bullfrog, yeah. uh, which was founded by Peter Molyneux, who would go on to found Lionhead. Uh, and where is he now? He's, did he started 22 up, uh, Cans. Is that, is that where that he was his own joint? I is that still, still there? I don't know. I, I, I kind of lost track. He's fallen off the map a little bit. Yes. In the uh, last sort of yeah. decade or slightly under apparently this game was also known as sim theme park in the US huh oh okay just uh fair enough yeah so yeah this game then I think what came out in 2000 so that puts it at like six years after the original game so video games had come a long way in that time you kind of had the uh, the dawn of 3D uh, gaming like 
proper 3D gaming with the PlayStation and the N64. Yeah, it's very true. Bringing that to the fore. So, and I think the PS2 was almost out by this point also. I mean, this game did come to PS2, I think, a little bit after it had come um, to PC. Um, PS2, uh, yeah, about a, uh, six months later. Right. Yeah, the release dates for all these were quite interesting because it came out in America first, actually, at the very back end of 99, then came to Europe in July 2000. And then you also got PlayStation versions, PlayStation 1 versions, that is, and then you got your PS2 versions when the PS2 came out. There's also a Mac OS in the US. All the best games are, Josh. All the best games are. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, anyway. So, coming to this... Weird introduction cutscene that you get <laughs> doesn't really uh, make clear that. I mean, if I had just walked in and not known that we'd booted up Thing Park World, I wouldn't have known it was a Thing Park game. It just kind of looked like. Well, I said it looked like a scene from the animated movie Monster House. You did, yes. Which is a good film, by the way. Yeah. I don't know who made that. That might have been the Sony thing. I don't think it was DreamWorks. Um, anyway. No, I don't know. And, uh, yeah, once you then dive in, you're kind of presented with this overworld map, which is basically like, well, the implication is it's a world. It's basically water world, Josh. The world has been kind of submerged, and all that remains are little individual islands. Four islands. And each island is highly themed. Like a theme park, if you will. Yes. And uh, there's like a dinosaur one, a Halloween one, a kind of fantasy one. A sci-fi one. And a sci-fi one, right. So in our time with the game, we played uh, a little bit, two of those. Yeah. We started with the dinosaur land. Yes. So in terms of like the the deep, rich lore of the theme park world universe, is the implication here that like this is an actual dinosaur world? Are there real dinosaurs involved in this? Or are these all just... Constructions, uh, man-made um, things that are going I on. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were an expert on these things. Uh, I know. Well, I mean, I played a lot of this game when I was younger. Right. It was probably uh, at one point my go-to theme park game oh. for quite some time in the middle there uh, on PC. That's where I played it. Um, and there were some weird. So there was like a flying ride where you was carried by a pterodactyl. Okay. Like pterodon flyers? Yes, but there were no rails. Oh, they just flew. They just flew. Right. Um, and obviously you've got uh, the belly bouncer. Yes, which is like a big long neck. Yeah. He looks a bit like big Dino from the Flintstones. <laughs> big long neck. Big long neck. Yeah. yeah. And, that uh, well-known dinosaur you breed. Just, you just bounce on his belly. And he, and he's kind of he kind of reacts in a way that kind of... I was going to say lifelike. That's not the right way of putting it at all. But he he moves with uh, a nuance that you wouldn't expect from he's a like machine. A, he's like a dog, really. Yeah, yeah. It's it's some of the the designs on these, not just the rides, but also like the shops and even the kind of the bins and the, the bin is and a the, pelican and the in toilets. the toilets. Yeah, uh, it's very elaborate. Yes, I, if this. This part would be expensive to create in real life. Yeah, Walt would look at this and go, "Hell no!" Yeah, exactly. Too you know, expensive. you know, look at this and say, "Hell yeah, John Hammond." Oh, it's yeah. true. Spend he'd, no expense. He'd, he'd be well into this and would absolutely spare no expense. You're right, but um, yeah, fortunately we didn't have any rides break down on us. No, because um, as we all know, when the dinosaurs break down, they eat the tourists. It's true, which is a, not what you want. 
But uh, yeah, we we kind of dove we kind of dived right in. Uh, we we really did spare no expense. We no stone was left unturned. No I mean, plot I of land was the game. left unused. Yes, you crammed as much in as you possibly could. I did and uh, the game is much more visually kind of striking and uh, impressive than the original. Six years you come a long way, as we said. Three D. Uh, most games at this point were three D. Were in the yep. sort of everyone wanted to make three D games. They were perceived as what everyone really wanted. Uh, this is kind of before, the re- way, well before the renaissance of kind of 2D stuff that we've seen in kind of the last seven or eight years. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that kind of definitely allowed for some more interesting ride designs, but a lot of them are still sort of pre-made, pre-built. Yep. Uh, like thrill rides and 4D theatres. Pretty much all of them are pre-made other than the roller coasters uh, and the go-karts and the log flume Slash rapids. Mm. We made some go karts. We did, which looked very dangerous. Oh boy! Like a lawsuit waiting to happen. Yeah. Kind of dangerous. Uh, Hundred miles an hour, um, crisscrossing destruction derby style. Yeah. Lots track. of dangerous junctions. Yeah, but no traffic no lights. No traffic lights. No giveaway signs. Nothing. No, a learner's nightmare. I, yeah. would, I would think, but no one died that we could saw. No, there was a lot. Of, we could see. There was a lot of crashing. Lots of crashes, lots of people throwing up on the uh, pathways after. Yes. But no deaths. No deaths. So, you know, past all safety tests. Big I think. win in my book. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this game definitely suffered, though, in the. I mean, we had this problem with the first game. The economy is, like, bizarre. So. I don't know what you mean, Tom. Well, Josh, balloons were the same price as admission. Very cheap admission. Admission wasn't even that cheap. The balloons were 50 bucks, Josh. <laughs> People were willingly buying them. Yeah. There were suckers walking around with balloons. And they were giving thumbs up when they bought them as well. So yeah, they I were mean, chuffed. Maybe they're sort of infinite balloons that never deflate. Maybe. I mean, the dinosaurs are still somehow alive. So That's true. We've worked out how to uh, immortalise the dinosaurs. Maybe the scientists at the park also learned to immortalise the balloons. It only, it's the only thing that makes sense, really. Mm. Yeah. That's true. Uh, but you can drill down into like the the shops and stalls and things, not just to set prices, but in some of like the games, you can set like odds of winning. Yes, you can, you just, can be right. Uh, you can really skew it in the uh, favor of the the men in the suits. Yeah. So that none of the guests actually ever win any prizes and it's just like keep chucking uh, money at it anyway. The basketball game. Do you know the basketball game where you can where you have to throw the basketball into the hoop? Well, at, at, uh, like every actual. theme park that exists. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the hoop is not. Exactly circular. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know this. But from the angle you're looking at it, you can't quite tell. This is devious. But uh, it means that you need a perfect shot to be able to get a basket. Wow. Yep. My mum actually did win a prize on a basketball game at Bush Gardens once. So oh. for people who are familiar with with Bush Gardens, this was in the area of the park. Uh, it's it's where Scorpion is. Um, is it like Timbuktu, that area? I'm not 100% sure at this point. But there's loads of carnival games around that part of the park. Yeah. And there's uh, there's a basketball stand. It's not the one near where Gwazi was, which is um, almost like a full-sized basketball hoop um, where I would imagine the, the, the skill level required is much higher and the prizes are much more exciting also yeah but yeah my mum did win on the the kind of smaller basketball fairground game at bush gardens 
and I got a uh, cuddly tiger dressed in a safari outfit. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Probably still have him somewhere. Yeah. Imagine he's up in the loft or something. But yes, um, my mum is clearly uh, clearly able to yeah. bypass any it. skewed basketball hoops the that other are in one her is way. The, uh, the, the ladder game. I don't know if you know the ladder game where you no. have to... You have oh, to, snakes and ladders. You have to climb the ladder oh. and then like hit a buzzer at the end. But the ladder is only attached at one point at the bottom and one point at the top. And it's like a rope ladder. Huh. And it swings and stuff. But because of the two points, uh, it's really hard to keep uh, the weight distribution correct so that you don't fall off. Right. I've never seen that. So basically, all of these games are skewed heavily against you. Disgraceful. Yeah. You're exposing some hard truths here, Josh. Is yeah. it, you should do like some real proper investigative investigative journalism on this. <laughs> There's quite a lot of videos on YouTube on uh, how to how to uh, beat a lot of these. How to beat the system. How to beat the system, yeah. Right. Have you have you tried yourself to do to beat uh, the system? I haven't, no. You've never partaken in a theme park fairground game? Uh not on that scale, no. I did uh once get given a goldfish oh. from one of them. What, what an actual goldfish yes. a live goldfish yes how are you expected to get it home um, put it in a little bag full of water yeah they they sell they you win them in a bag of water wow that's, I've never seen this so this was at the uh, Swanley fireworks display oh and they okay. also had a um, Swanley fair sort of thing going on for our US listeners Josh where where is Swanley uh, <laughs> sort of on the outskirts of London I guess is the closest yeah it's the safest yeah. Thing to say, I Sa- guess. South east of London. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> where else would you say? <laughs> um, yeah. And some. How long did the goldfish last? Ages. It went in the pond. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is he still there? Uh, no, he, uh, he passed. Uh, oh, no. Seven years ago. Okay. But I probably got him when I was seven or eight. Right. So that's, you know. It's wow. Good, good uh, f- 15 odd years, something like that. I didn't know Max. goldfishes live that long. No, so we, uh, I already had a goldfish at this point oh. called Noddy. R.I.P. Noddy. Yeah. Uh, so the new one that I got, uh, called him Big Ears. Right. Yeah. Well, R.I.P. Big Ears. Yeah. Who's out there now? Is there anyone left? Uh, no, we just got Koi out there now. Oh. Yeah. Have they got names? Uh, I think some of them do because the grandkids have named them, not oh. my grandkids, obviously. <laughs> Uh, what what are the names? Oh, I don't know. You can't remember. No. Oh. Well, speaking of names, we had a was it a mechanic called Phil Collins? Phil Collins. Uh, no, a uh, researcher. Oh, a researcher. researcher. Well, he was called Paul Collins, but I think we misread it, and then when we realised it was Paul Collins, we renamed him yeah, yeah. to Phil. Phil. Yeah. Phil Collins. Uh, so that was fun. He um, was coming in the air tonight. I mean, he certainly was. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I was pretty impressed with the uh, options in the dinosaur world. Actually, I thought the 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 designs of, as we said, not just the rides, but all the decorative stuff and the shops and the stands, you could make a very sort of visually impressive park quite easily. Yeah, it was really good, actually. And you definitely had more flexibility than in the original theme park. So uh, uh, I was pretty into it. Yeah. And uh, the researchers would come up with new uh, set pieces mm. and obviously uh, new rides and new you know toilets and shops and that sort of thing it was quite cool and the thing with this game is you know some people might find it a little more restrictive rather than flexible as i just said but i do like 
I'm a like when often my sort of projects in theme park games, roller coaster tycoon games, etc. I often try to kind of stick to a theme, and so I quite yeah. like how this game is dedicated to that and allows you to like, okay, if you're going to play in the Halloween world, you know, we're going to give you everything you need to make a very, you know, a a, a park befitting of that setting. And in the dinosaur world, yeah, you were able to make a consistently themed park pretty yeah. easily. Yeah. And uh, the guests were absolutely loving it. They were having a great time. Absolutely loving it, yeah. And um, this was in like instant action mode. When you boot up the game and you, you start a new save, you have instant action and simulation. Full simulation. Full simulation. Yeah. What is the difference? Uh, so instant action mode, you get uh, access to one park. Uh, you don't have to do any research. Mm. Um, this the, the park's already set up, uh, so there's already like people milling around and you know rides and shops and that sort of thing, uh, and that's it. That's, but that's the only thing you can do is build in that one park. Uh. In full simulation, you have to build from scratch, do all the research yourself, uh, and you earn keys to unlock the right to travel to the other worlds. Yes. Yes. Um, so your your opening park costs one key, uh-huh. which you get given, uh, and then from there you have to get up to, uh, I believe it's five keys to unlock. Uh, sci-fi world. Sci-fi, wasn't it? yeah. Yeah. Huh? How do you get keys? Uh, you earn them from uh, kind of doing challenges like. Oh, right, like in-game achievements yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Um, Objectives. So we went to Halloween World. That was our next stop. Yeah. After Dino Land used, used to be my favourite. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I had fun there. That was fun. What was your What were your sort of highlights of our time in Halloween World? I keep I almost keep calling it Halloween Town because of those those Halloween. classic Halloween. Disney Channel original movies. Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Were you Were you a fan of Halloween Town? Um, no. What about Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge? Or Calazar's Revenge? Can't remember his name. Salazar's exactly. Revenge. No, it's definitely Calazar something. No. Um, it's definitely Calabar's. Or Calazar's. Halloween Town 2, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, no. Oh. And then there was Return to Halloween Town. Yes. And then there was Halloween Town High. Ugh. Yeah. Sickening. Well. No. But. The Halloween Town Quadrilogy. Nightmare Before Christmas, I was all, all about. Right. Which was obviously a Halloween Town. That is true. Were you familiar with Nightmare Before Christmas at the time that you were playing Theme Park World as a kid? Did you uh, take inspiration from I such a thing? Yes, I would have been. I don't know what year that was. Nightmare Before Christmas was like early 90s, right? Yeah. So it would have been before this. One of my favourite films at the time, I would mm. say. Um, so yes. Hmm. Fair enough. Um, uh, I quite liked Aztec Mayhem. I I I yeah. liked how hilariously in the in the that was in dinosaur was that in Dino Land that was in Dino Land ah oh, what were some of the things in the Halloween Town world then oh there was Jaw Dropper Jaw Dropper which was a skeleton impressive animatronic technology I have to yes. say uh, that was definitely the through line in both worlds where the the animatronics were absolutely Incredible. off the scale yeah. yeah um I really appreciated the Slimer dustbin oh yes yes that was very impressive it even had a sort of translucent uh, translucency to it that made it look like an actual ghost yeah I don't know how that works and also he kept opening and closing his mouth so yeah. you had to time throwing your rubbish away absolutely perfect and Slimer loves eating garbage that is true so like perfectly fit it's obviously well considered yes um, uh, the, the tentacle ride that was pretty cool yes um, 
What was that actually called? Uh, Sounded like a dodgy film. Yes. Uh, Take from that what you will. Yes. Uh, Something we couldn't do, though, despite how impressed we were with our work, Mm. was share it on the internet. It's true. There is functionality or, you know, there's still options in the menu to publish your parks and share them online with people. Yeah. And we've there was some fun stuff on um, reading up on the history of the game. I think it would have been an EA joint, so it I was, assume yeah. they've taken the servers down. Yeah, it was an EA joint indeed. If they even had their own servers, it might have been back in like the Gamefly days. Do you remember Gamefly? Oh yeah, kind of managed the online component of like loads of games. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, there were it was like uh, moderation, so that if you posted like offensive comments or something about somebody's park you'd get banned from yes. playing the game or whatever which was yeah funny because you th- all the trash talking that goes on now basically <laughs> freely but uh yeah we wanted it to probably was family. still happening then oh yeah i'm sure but imagine like giving someone abuse over their bad theme park <laughs> yeah your park sucks what the hell have you done with your go-karts <laughs> is that how you imagine every online troll talks yeah oh <laughs> Uh, was there any other online functionality? Or was that it? Just sharing that your parts? That was it. Uh, you would, uh, you could earn tickets that would then allow you to download rides. Oh, you could also download custom rides. Yeah, there's like a weird. It seems like there's like a weird eShop, but the only way to w- get into the eShop was to uh, be awarded tickets by other members of the community. Could you buy the tickets with real money? I don't think you could. Best value. Then. Yeah. Yeah, fifty thousand for five hundred pounds. I'll give you uh, five thousand now, and uh, oh, I'm still in Star Wars mode. Sorry. Um, so yeah, that's theme park world. Really, that's mm. all there kind of is to it. There's not. It what was you awarded call... a BAFTA for uh, sound. Well, we we put the sound up to high quality, Josh, and it was basically Dolby Atmos. It was, here. yeah. It was, it like, was surrounding me. Uh, I couldn't deal with it. I felt like it was like a... It's like being in an IMAX. It's like that Cineworld 4DX advert. <laughs> yeah. It was intense. This is... Deep Park World. <laughs> that's, a, that's another niche <laughs> restaurant, reference no one's going to get. <laughs> it certainly is, but I appreciated it. Um, <laughs> Sums up how many films we've seen this year. Uh, an awful lot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it reviewed well. Didn't just get that BAFTA, but reviewed no, well yeah, generally really Acro- well. across all platforms. I'll be interested to see how the kind of UI in the interface translates to console. You do have a, a, a really annoying little tutorial mascot who does his very yeah. best to tell you absolutely everything and how you Scottish should be doing accent. it. Yeah, with a sort of unexplainable Scottish accent because I don't really know what he's supposed to be. He looks kind of like a little bug. Yeah. But he's, he's just... his voice kind of changes a bit depending on what world you're in as yeah, well. Yeah, he puts on accents, doesn't he? Yeah. He has an accent, but then he puts on other accents. But he, he keeps chiming in like all the time, just with yeah. like really like benign advice. It he sounds doesn't like, really matter. He does actually sounds like the uh, voiceover guy from Love Island. Does he? Again, another rough niche I've never watched Love Island. He, the voiceover guy is very funny. Right. On Love Island. And he sounds like the theme park world guy. Basically, they're both Scottish. Maybe he's the same guy. May- mm, probably not. I think they, he would have been the same age as us, pretty much. So. Right. Fair enough. Um, but I, I quite like, like if you ever dismissed his advice, he would kind of like go, huh. Huh. Hmm. hmm. Like he, huh. he clearly wasn't very happy yeah. about it. Huh. Like, huh, fine. All right. I'll shut up. Screw then. you then. Oh, wait. Hang on. Do you know what this is? Hmm. 
If you click the buttons fast enough, you just hmm. go. Hmm. 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 Yeah. Hmm. Maybe the highlight. Uh, I don't mean that to uh, undersell the rest of the game, uh, but I was a big fan of really pissing off the mascot. Um, I re- I had a lot of fun with this game when it first came out. Uh, I don't think it holds up. Ah, oh, less so than even some of the games we've already played. Uh, well, I think Roller Coaster Tycoon holds up. Well, yeah, I, it's funny, isn't well. it? Because like early 3D games actually don't hold up very well these days because the kind of games we play now are still building off of that framework but they're now so far ahead of those yeah whereas in a weird way like games from the 16-bit era and on the pc side games that were you know isometric in nature those do actually kind of still hold up yeah i guess that the ones that you go back and play are the ones that are kind of were at the pinnacle of their era right mm-hmm so you go back and play them and whereas the 3D era is we're still the era that we're in hmm. we're at a different and, and, level of it but and we'll be like you know forever, forever. probably you know that's yeah. kind of the, the pinnacle of, of game technology really yeah. even if it gets to like photo real it will still be playing in 3D spaces yeah absolutely I mean Planet Coaster hmm. is the new hotness yeah but it's probably it's not I'd rather play the 2D style Right, Road you'd rather go back and play RCT two. Yeah, uh, is RCT two R two D two RCT two? Yeah, is that next on our on our on our list? Do you do you know? Do you have it to hand? I've lost. I had a list open and now it's disappeared. You've got rid of it. You've got rid of it. But uh, there are a lot of games. I, I also made a list not so long ago, which I also don't have to hand. And there's well, more. Than, there's at least a dozen games we've got kind of lined oh, up. Oh no, Tom! In it's, the can, ready we got to a, go. We've got a couple of games before RCT two. Oh, do we? Yeah. What's next? Your favourite, I think, is going to be potentially what Legoland. Legoland. Oh boy. Yeah. Another get EA. A copy of that. Another EA joint. Yeah. And then, what, Theme Park Inc.? Are we doing that one? Theme Park Inc., yeah, I have a copy of that. Right. Is that the third and final instalment in the Theme Park trilogy? Uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That should be quite the moment when we get to it. Yes. So there you have it. Legoland next, then Theme Park Inc. Then RCT2. Then RCT2. So get hyped. Those are the next three instalments of the Theme Park video game review series, of which this has been episode three episode Trez indeed thanks very much for listening yeah thanks that's going to do it have a tremendous Christmas whatever you're up to over the festive break if you are off then have a great time if you're working stick at it yeah I'll be working partly at least well I'm working as of recording uh, this coming weekend yes Uh, and then I'm off thankfully for a week and then back in over the new year period so uh, yeah Looking forward to my little break. Uh, and if you're having a break, enjoy it. In the meantime, you can catch up on every episode if you've uh, missed out on some at parkcrush.com or via your favourite podcasting app. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast. Once again, happy holidays. And until next time, take it easy. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.